Everybody okay? Good to be here. Thank you, Joe, for leading us, and Mary, and uh, Josh for leading us in worship. It was great. Thank you, Jesus. Especially that last song. I just love that song. It's anointed, that song. Every time I sing it, it just, the presence of God fills my heart, and uh, I just go away and spend time and be with Jesus. And Because uh, it's the truth, isn't it? When we sing that song, we're talking and we're telling ourselves, we're telling our hearts, and we're telling one another that he is a good, good father, and it's who he is. That's so awesome. That's so true. We thank you, Jesus, for that. All right, so we've got some good stuff today. You guys ready for the word? You excited? You're not going to turn off for me now, are you? All right, we've had some worship. That was good, but now we're staying in the zone. We're still, we're going to be concentrating on Jesus, lifting our eyes, lifting our hearts and focusing on him as we read his word and we get his word into our hearts and into our minds it renews our minds, amen. All right, so um, I want to tell you a quick story. The other day I was driving down the road in my van and um, somebody beep, I heard a beep. Somebody beeped to me. I was like, what? 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 Who's beeping at me? And then it happened again. Who's? I'm like, look, you know when somebody beeps you, you're really dis- disconcerting, isn't it? You think, what have I done wrong? Have I, have I like, put on a signal? Have I braked? Is there something wrong with my van? Is, is, it, is it smoking or on fire? I'm like, who's beeping at me? Then it happened again. Who, who's doing it? And then it didn't happen for about a minute. And then it happened again. Somebody, somebody beeped at me. I'm like, who is it? I'm looking around. Who's, who is it? And then... I put my hand on the steering wheel and it happened again. <laughs> and I realised it was me. I was beeping at myself. God, seriously. How, can you, how thick can you get and still live, eh? It was me. I was beeping at myself. It's a true story. I was like a dog chasing its tail. You know, I was getting angry at somebody else, but it was always me all along. There we go. There's no morals to that story. I just wanted to share it with you. Okay, so here we go. All right, guys. So we're looking today. Um, we're going to talk about being fruitful trees. Okay, everybody say fruitful trees. Do you know what the Bible describes as, as trees? Everybody say, I am a tree. There you go. Who else? Who, who has ever wanted to be a tree? Did you remember that advert on television? I want to be a tree. Well, here we go. So in the Bible, it says we are fruitful, fruitful trees, or we shall be fruitful trees. Um, <clears throat> so let's turn our Bibles, please. Open your Bibles to Psalm 1. So this is one of my favorite parts of the portions of the Bible. And um, we're only going to read to verse 3. Um, And it goes like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And whatever he does shall prosper. Turn also with me, please, um, to Jeremiah 17. um, Verses 7 to 8. So again, we're just looking at um, a few places where we're described as trees. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, whose leaf will be green and will not cease from yielding fruit. So there there are other places as well. There's another one. um, um, And there's another one in in Psalm 92 that says, uh, a a person planted in the house of the Lord is like a, flourishes like a tree. Um, So, and there are other places where we are named as trees. Jesus also talks about it as well. So, and we're going to go there in a bit. But let's just, for the sake of, of this verse, of, of this talk today, let's just all pretend we're trees, all right? And we all bear fruit. We're fruit-bearing trees, okay? Um, but, but, and, and that's part of the blessing that God gave to us when, uh, when he was in the, in, the, in the Garden of Eden. He said to Adam and Eve in Genesis 1, verse 22, he said, uh, be, bl- um, be blessed and fr- be fruitful and multiply. He said, he blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. God has called us to be fruitful. He has called us to bear fruit. But there is a distinction between, the Lord Jesus makes a distinction between the fruit that we are to bear. Okay, so if we turn now to Luke 6. So we've all been told to bear fruit, but there is a distinction in the fruit that we are to bear. There is, there is good fruit and there is bad fruit. Okay, so there is fruit that is, is really healthy and really good, but there is also bad fruit. Jesus says, this, the title to this in my Bible is, A tree is known by its fruit. So, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, Jesus says in Luke verse 6, 43. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks okay and then in verse uh, Matthew, in Matthew verse 7 to 20 he says you shall know them by their fruits all right so so when we put those two things together we get a we get a combination a picture of a tree that is flourishing so a tree that God wants us to flourish and he wants us to have an abundance of fruit but he also wants us to have good fruit okay he doesn't want us to have fruit that is um, that isn't good basically he wants us to be flourishing with good fruit on it, all right? And what we want to do now is I want to do today is I want to find out how can we be those trees that flourish with abundance and are good fruit. You know, it is the Lord's will for us to be fruitful. It's the Lord's will for us to have an abundance. Um, the word abundance means to increase. It means to, to, to be prosperous. It means to be blessed. It means to, um, it means to have, have more than enough, to have a, an abundance, fruitfulness. To have fruitfulness in our lives is to have an abundance in our lives, is to be blessed. What do we think the Lord is talking about when he says good fruit? What do we think he's talking about? You see, he doesn't say what the good fruit is, does he? He doesn't go, well, I think you should be patient and kind. 
I, I think you should be um, full of grace, and I think, I think that you should always say nice things. And you should always look at people nicely, and when you see them in the street, you should smile. You know, he doesn't say things like this, does he? Because if he was to say things like that, it would be like a list, wouldn't it? And we would go, right, okay, if I do this, this, and this, and that, and then I've got good fruit. And I'm a good, fruitful person, okay? I'm a good person, all right? But, but G- Jesus doesn't do that because he doesn't want us to stick to lists. He doesn't want us to be religious. You see, he wants us to be his disciples and he wants us to bear fruit. And he says that we will be known as his disciples if we bear much fruit. Okay, he says that in John 15. But he doesn't want to tell us exactly what that fruit is. He wants us to work that out for ourselves. But Paul does, give us, Paul does give us a few things, and the Bible later does give us a couple of ideas. You know, um, Galatians 5, verse 22 is a pretty good list if you want to turn there. Who knows what Galatians 5 is? Anybody? There you go, fruits of the Spirit. All right, well done. So who can, who can actually say the fruits of the Spirit without actually turning, turning to it? You see, we, if you're a kids worker, then we've got a little bit of an advantage because there's a song that we do with the fruits of the Spirit on. But yeah, let's just turn there anyway. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit of which the Bible says there is no law against them. So that could be some of the fruits that we are to bear. Yeah? So that's some of them. 2 Peter 1 has a good one as well. Um, 2 Peter 1, if, if you just want to turn there as well. Just going to flick through the Bible a little bit to start off with, because, you know, I love to get through the Bible and just it's good to see things. So uh, 2 Peter 1 verses uh, 5 to 8 says, um, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue to virtue, knowledge to knowledge, self-control to self-control, perseverance to perseverance, godliness to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. You see, there's a, an, a, if you were, <clears throat> I read a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you were to take those, those words um, and you start off with faith, then they, they, um, they ascend to love. So you go from faith to, to virtue to, to knowledge to brotherly kindness to gentleness um, uh, and then to love. <laughs> you go, it's like an ascension. It's like a, a stepping stone to love. Love is the, Bible says love is the greatest. So we're, we're stepping up towards love. So there's another list. There's another sort of idea of fruit that we are to bear. But there are other things that we, we, we are to bear. There's spiritual gifts. There's prophesying. There's teaching. There's, there's, um, um, there's speaking in tongues. There's healings. There are other fruits that we are to bear, isn't there? There are the greater works, I believe. They're, that's a fruit. Yeah, Jesus says, um, he who believes in me, he shall do greater works, John 14, because I go to my Father. You should do greater works than me, because I go to my Father. There's, um, there's, there's good works that we can do. You know, the works of, that we talked, you know, this church, we do quite a lot of good works. Talking about, um, you know, the food bank and the cap and the Good News Club and there's all that is fruit as well, isn't it? We're bearing fruit. 
Um, Jesus has called us, though, to, to be people that are fruitful in every area of our lives. So he's not just talking about um, the things that we do, and he's not just talking about um, just our characteristics. He's also talking about our health, isn't he? He's talking about our finances. You know, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. I pray that you would prosper, have an abundance, be fruitful in all things. Everything, every area of your life. God wills that you would be fruitful. Jesus, God said, be, he blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. So to be fruitful isn't just about having children, yeah? It's about having an abundance, it's about, it's about prospering, yeah? God wants us to be people that bear good fruit. He wants us to be people that do great things, greater works than Him. He wants us to be His disciples. He wants us to be known by our fruit. He wants us to be seen as people who are His and when we bear much fruit, good fruit, then we are known to be his disciples. He says, that, he says in John 15, he says, you, they, you shall be known as my disciples because you will bear much fruit, good fruit, fruit that shall remain. And I think that we have a challenge to the church in these days because I look around, my, my, I look around this world and I see people who aren't Christians doing good things that could be seen as good fruit, who could be seen as being fruitful. Am I right? And good works, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, good works doesn't really just cut it. We've got to, have, we've got to do more. We've got to do the greater works. We've got to have the, the fruit that is not just of, the, not, not just of this world, but we can be, we can be seen to be of, of our own flesh, but is of faith, is of, of the kingdom of God that is, is way beyond supernatural, beyond anybody's reach, but it comes from Jesus. We've got we to gotta bear that fruit. I believe that's the fruit God is talking about. We're going to go there. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. All right, so how do we get this fruit into our lives? How do we become fruitful people? The first, first and foremost, Dave, we've got some clicks going on here now, so... If you wouldn't mind doing some clicking for me, that'd be great. The first thing that we need, and the Psalm 1 talks about it very clearly, is the Word of God. The Word of God. Okay, it says that a man, a fruitful tree, medita- a person who's a fruitful tree meditates and, and spends time in the Word of God. He, he is, the Word of God is in him and he meditates and delights in his law. In his word, he is a man who knows the word of God. The word of God lives in him. It is all over him. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3. Also, 1 Peter 1, this is a great verse. 1 Peter 1 verse 23, you don't have to go there, I'll read it. It says, you have been born again, not of a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed through the word of God. I want to give you a, a piece of sort of stuff that I've been reading about recently. The word of God, just do another click for me Dave the word of God is the seed and it is the feed okay the word of God is the seed and you ever seen those 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 boxes of seed grass seed you get and in them there's the fertilizer and the seed 
Yeah, and you just throw it on there and the seed grows up and the grass goes green because, because the seed and the feed is in the box. Well, let me tell you, in the Word is the seed and the feed, all right? It's the, it's the Word. The Word is the seed. So, so here we go. So the Word of God was sown into your, into your hearts when you heard the good news of Jesus. Or when you read the, the, word, read the Bible, when somebody declared the gospel to you, the Word of God was sown into your hearts. And it, that word is 1 Peter, um, um, that verse 1 Peter 1.23, is incorruptible. It doesn't fade, it doesn't rot, it doesn't die. It stays there. Okay? It stays there. Now it will grow, and it does grow, but the, the rate at which it grows is down to us. Yeah, that, that's, that's down to us. Because the Word of God um, <clears throat> is the seed, but also it's the feed. So the more the Word we put in our lives, the quicker it grows. The more of Him we have, the more of this this, this word that we spend time in, the quicker the word and the kingdom of God grows in our lives. Let's turn to Mark 4. You're going to want to see this. Let's turn to Mark 4. He says... Okay, so Mark 4, verses 14 to 20. So we, we're in the, in the middle of the story of the parable of the sower, okay? And Jesus is about to explain the parable of the sower. He says in Mark 4, verses 14, The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear Satan... When they hear it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony, sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves, and so only endure for a time. Afterward, when, after when tribulation or perse- persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble." Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and desires of other things, entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty and some a hundred. Now just skip down with me to verse 26. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head after the, head after the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts the sickle because the harvest has come. The potential for the word of God, for the kingdom of God to grow in our hearts is there. It's all there in the, in, the, in the seed that was sown in your heart when you were born again. It's all there. The potential is there. But we have to create the good ground. We have to create the ground, the conditions, the growing conditions. I know we've got some growers in our, in our midst. Some people that know how to make things grow. 
They know how to do that in the natural. They know how to, to plant a seed, to make it, you know, to, to transplant it into a bigger pot and to stick it in the, in the, the sun house and, and to make it grow and to bear fruit. They know how to do that. The, I'm teaching us how to do that spiritually today. You've got to, get, you've got to feed your, your seed that's been planted in your heart with the word of God. It is the feed, it is the fertilizer that will cause the kingdom of God. You won't, you won't even have to try. You know, you won't even have to make any effort. You know, when a, um, Jesus says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, when a branch is attached to a, to a tree and it's, and it's just growing and the fruit is beginning to come do you ever hear the tree going, ooh, ooh, mm, come on, come on, grow. Actually, do you know what, sometimes you can hear trees creaking and moving, but you never hear them trying to grow, do you? You never hear them trying to grow fruit. <laughs> that was me trying to grow, grow fruit, by the way, just in case you're wondering. All right, so you don't hear that because it just happens naturally, all right? But they do need the right conditions. So they need, there, is, there is a cooperation. I'm not saying we just sort of sit back and go, ooh, that's, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying we get in the Word. But when we give ourselves, when we give these trees and these, um, we give ourselves the right conditions, our fruit will grow. We will begin to produce the fruit, the fruit that Jesus is talking about. And we will be known as his disciples. You know, guys, um, it says, I am the vine, in John 15, just quoted it. I am the vine, you are the branches, he abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, people often think of that as um, just spending time in his presence, just maybe worshipping or praying. And there is, that, is, that is it. it that, is, that is it. But Jesus is the word. He's the word become flesh. And when you read his Bible... You're abiding in Him. When you meditate on His words, you're abiding in Him. And to abide doesn't mean to sort of like go to visit. Those, those are two different things. Yeah? To visit is to say, Hi, how you doing? You alright? Okay, see you later. That's visiting. To abide is to say, Hey, how you doing? Should we just hang out? In fact, I've got all day. Should we have a cup of tea? Scone. Ooh, getting hungry. To abide is, means to remain. It means to remain in. It means to stay in. How do we stay in his word? Like, how, how, do, how is that possible? Well, we can remain in his presence. That's, that's, that's pretty easy. We, we keep our mind stayed on him. You know, we, we, we focus on him. But the way that we can abide in his word is to, is to spend time in it, but then to meditate upon it. Just take, take a scripture. Just take something that you've read that day and think about it for the rest of the day. That's abiding in his word. You know what? You'll get more from thinking and meditating and churning things over than you would just by, um, just by reading it, obviously, and then just forgetting about it, which is what a lot of us do. We, we read up, we do our, our, uh, our, uh, our half an hour of power in the morning. You know, we, we have our, our daily routine. We read our daily devotionals, we put it to one side, and then we forget about it. That's not abiding. That's visiting. 
The word of God isn't going to take root in your heart and grow unless you meditate and spend time in it, unless you get to grips with it. You know, it's not good enough, it's not good enough for us to say, yeah, but I believe in Jesus and, you know, that's all I need. The, de- the devil believes in Jesus. It's not good enough. If you want the kingdom of God to grow in your heart and you want to be fruitful, a fruitful tree, you've got to know his word. You've got, to believe, you've got to spend time in it. You've got to meditate upon it. It's got to become a part of your routine, a part of your life. All right. You know, there's a guy called Andrew Womack who I spent a lot of time uh, listening to. And um, he knows the word of God. He's a word man. And uh, the Word of God produced, has produced many things in his life. It's produced an entire ministry that is millions and millions of pounds a week to run. It's produced disciples, it's produced healings, it's produced all sorts of things. The kingdom of God has grown in his life. He is a fruitful tree. He is this person who you would say, that's not possible unless it's God. He's got the fruit that I'm talking about. There was um, an incident in his life. Um, he had just he had been spending time in the Word. He, he had heard, he had felt God convict him to study the times when Jesus had um, seen people risen from the dead and, and, and to study how to, you know, that whole thing of seeing miracles happen in your life. He had spent time doing that. And then he got a phone call um, one day saying his son had just died. His son had been in an accident and he died. His son was dead, he was in a hospital, and he needed to go and identify him and, so, and you know, to go there and see what happened. It was a four-hour drive to the hospital. He, put, he says he put, this is his words, he put the phone down, and just then he, he knew he had a choice. Either he just accepted the, the state of play, what happened, or he, 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 he um, activated his faith. He activated the word of God. He decided to do the latter. He began to say, my son is not dead. He's alive. He's not going to die. He's alive. I, I call him back to life in Jesus' name. He spoke the word of God. He began to pray in tongues. He began to worship. He spent four hours doing that on the way to the, see his son. By, before they got to the hospital, his son had sit, sat up, woken up in a morgue and started to talk and walk. He had a toe tag on his toe, he says. He was on a cold slab. He was dead, out for the count. The word of God went before him and changed that guy's life. You know, Jesus, Jesus did the same thing with Lazarus, didn't he? He said, I thank you, Lord, that you have already answered my prayers. You've already uh, done, the, done the deal. You've done it. And he spoke. He didn't go in there and plead. He didn't go in there and, and like, you know, do anything else. He just spoke the word. Lazarus come forth and he came forth. This is what Andrew Womack did that. Now Andrew Womack, he's not, you wouldn't look at him and go, he is such a holy character. He's look at him, he's such an amazing person. He is normal. He is normal as they get. You know, people turn his channel off because he's boring. Like he's just people that he, he, he's not engaging. Unless you spend time listening to him, you wouldn't think that he, there was anything different to him. But the word of God is so deep in his heart that it has produced the fruit. And he's, he's seen his son raised from the dead. He's seen other people raised from the dead. He's seen blind people uh, see. He's seen um, paralyzed people walk, deaf people hear. 
everything, the whole shebang. He is doing the greater works, and it's through the word. Amen. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to find out what our next thing is we need to make our tree grow. Okay, the next thing we need to make, is to make our tree grow is faith. Now, these two work hand in hand. Faith comes through the Word. So if you spend time in the Word, you'll get faith, okay? But faith is a little bit the same. Not only does faith come as a pro- product of the Word, but it is also something that feeds your tree. It's, it will give you uh, the, the fruitful tree that you're looking for. The Bible says in Romans 10, verse 17, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Faith will cause you to be fruitful because, um, it, it, because everything in the kingdom of God comes through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Bible says in Romans 1 verse 17 that the righteous shall live by faith. Faith is a lifestyle and faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. It is a lifestyle. We are to live by faith. You know, God has provided everything we need. He's provided everything we need to be fruitful. Like I said, the seed is there. It's ready. But it comes out as we spend time in the Word and as we, as we have faith. As we have faith that it will do what it said it will do. You know, God says you are saved by grace through faith. We take hold of what God has done for us. We take hold of these things, these promises, this fruitfulness, this goodness, this prosperity, this, this uh, abundance. We take hold of it through faith. We take hold of it. You know, when you go to a cash machine, you put your card in the cash machine, you take the cash out. It's got to be there to start off with. <laughs> Sometimes it's not there. <laughs> but uh, you take the cash out. That's what faith does. It takes hold of the things that Jesus provided on the cross. He provided everything we need to be fruitful and to bear fruit. He provided it all by faith. But I want to ask you a question right now. You know, it's by faith that we're to live. And it's by faith that we see the promises of God. The Bible says that they inherited the promises of God through faith and patience. I want to to ask for your patience now, okay? I'm going as fast as I can. Through faith and patience, they inherited the promises of God. Okay? Um, so, I want to ask you, you know, how's your faith life looking? You know, how's, how's things, how's your, how's your walk going in, in terms of your faith? Because, because I believe that it's, it's so easy for us to live in the flesh. I believe it's so easy for us to, to do things by our own strength and not by faith. Because, because that's what we're like. You know, the Bible says we're called to live supernaturally. But we're actually, we're actually natural people. We're, we have a natural and fleshly being. Uh, fleshly part to us, which is v- much easier to sort of hang out in than in the, f- the sort of supernatural part of us, the faith zone. Because it's just, it's just kind of scary in the faith zone. And it, it doesn't make sense a lot of the time. And it's kind of like, it's not natural, it's... It's supernatural. It's different. It's not, it doesn't come to us naturally. And we can end up be, doing things by our own strength and by our flesh more than we can by faith. You know, the truth is that you, know, you can look back on your life and you can say where you got today. You probably got where you are today by faith and by the flesh. Probably you got there by a mixture. That's my experience and I expect that you guys are the same. You probably have done some things you can say, wow, yeah, that was just like, that was, that was God. 
Like, I, I just, I just kind of had the faith for it. I just like, I believe, and it happened. And you can say that. You can see some things in your life where that happens. You, bear, you bore some f- fruit through faith. But you can also see some things in your life where it was like, you just kind of like did your own thing. And it was you. And you knew that, uh, you knew that like, God wanted you to do something, but you weren't really sure what it was. So you just went and did what you thought was a good idea anyway. You see, Abraham did that. Abraham's called the father of faith. He had Isaac, okay? Now, he had Isaac when he was like 100 years old. Okay, now that's faith, all right? All right, his body was withering away. It wasn't working, people. You know, and his wife, Sarah, she wasn't any better. Like, they were wrinkly. And they had a kid at the age of 100. Like, those things don't happen, all right? But who knows that before he had Isaac... He had Ishmael. Before he had Isaac, he had Ishmael. Now Ishmael, he's the guy that got born out of a different woman who's like um, kind of a mistress to Abraham. We won't go down that road. But anyway, Hagar. So, so he was basically, Ishmael was, was Abraham just trying to do it himself. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to have a kid with Sarah. It's not happening. I'm going to have one with Hagar. We'll have Ishmael and it'll all be good and that'll be my kid. That'll be it. That'll be it. But then, several years later, he had Isaac. And Isaac was his favourite. Because Isaac came through faith. You see, things are always better when we get them through faith. Because it's God's way. You know, the Bible says, I'll just go take you back to that verse, that verse in John 15, 5. Uh, through me, apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. I'm like, Lord, I see loads of people doing lo- loads of amazing stuff. I'm jealous of some of the stuff that people do that aren't Christians, that don't know the Lord. They're not doing it in faith. They're just doing it. I'm jealous. So how can you say that apart from me, you can do nothing? Because you see, the Lord only recognises the things that come through faith. He only recognises the things that come through faith. Because faith is the currency of the kingdom. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you want to bear fruit, fruit that will remain, then you have to have faith. Alright, so we're going to... We got through faith, we're going to speed up now. Okay, we're, we're going to go on to hope. Hope. You've got to have hope. You see, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You see, if you haven't got a hope, then you probably can't have a faith because, you know, there'll be no substance to your faith. Okay? So, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's a vision. You've got to have a hope. What's your hope? What do you want to do with your life? Where do you want to go? What are you hoping for? What fruit do you want to bear in your life? You've got to have a hope. All right? The Bible says, hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a hope fulfilled is a tree of life. We want to get you a tree of life today. We want to get you a fruitful tree. We want you to be fruitful. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have a hope. Have you got a vision? The Bible says without a vision, the people cast off restraint. They perish. You know, without a vision, we're just kind of like wandering around going, well, well you know, I guess I'll get up. I'll go to work. Come back. Watch the news. Go on Facebook. Boring, isn't it? It's boring. 
We don't want to be boring. We want to have a vision. Have you got a vision for your life? Because God has. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. Plans to give you an amazing life. He says, I'll give you life and life in all of its abundance. Life to the max. He says, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to bear much fruit because it will glorify me. He says, I want you to prosper. I want you to be above all things. I want you to prosper. He says, I want you to be full of health. I want you to be full of wealth. I want you to be full of goodness. I want you to bear fruit that is going to remain. Fruit that everybody say, wow, this person's got to be a Christian. You've got to have a hope. Get yourself a vision. Without it, you're going to perish. What's your vision? God's got a vision for you. Ask him. I know that when I've had a vision, I've run faster, I've gone further, I've done more, I've tried harder. Why? Because I had a vision. I knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to do something. I wanted to get somewhere. I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't do the stuff that we've done just by chance. We didn't build Good News Club just like, because... You know, it just, kids just kept coming. We had a vision. We wanted to do something. We wanted to get somewhere. Yeah. All right. It's going well now. All right. Two more minutes, John. Yeah. <laughs> Love. Do you know the Bible says in Galatians 5 verse 6 that faith works through love. Faith works through love. You know, you can't, you can't be a faith person without love. That's how it works. It works with love. Jesus says in John 15, after that part where he, in that part where he's saying, Abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. If you branch abides in me, it will bear fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He says later, Abide in my love, and you will bear much fruit. Abide in my love. So he says, abide in my word, abide in my love, abide in me. You've got to have love. You see, the love is the thing that, if we were to use the tree analogy, it's the thing that makes the sap go up through the leaves, yeah? It's the thing that gets the, juice, <laughs> gets the juices going. I just realised what I'm saying here. Um, you know, it's the thing that makes it all kind of work together. It binds us together. The, in Colossians it says, love binds us together. It... It just makes it all work because, you see, without love, we're like a clanging gong. We're like, it doesn't profit us anything. He says, faith, hope, and love remain. But the greatest of these is love. You see, you've got to love God. You've got to have the love of God working in you if you're going to bear much fruit. Because otherwise, you kind of just end up like this selfish, um, driven person who's just after what they can be and who they can be. And I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best Christian ever. Yeah, you, you won't beat me. Oh no, look at me. I'm bearing fruit all over the place. Yeah, I'm, I preach, I teach, I, I, I prophesy, I speak in tongues more than you guys do. Paul talks about that, doesn't he? He says, you know, you can talk, speak in tongues, you can do all these things, but if you, have, if you don't have love, then forget it. it doesn't. It's not worth anything. So love is... Love is important. We've got, to, we've got to love God. We've got to love God. We've got to have love for God. We've got to have the love of God in our lives. You know, love casts out fear. You know, where there's fear, then there's no faith. That's a good point. Say that again for the cheap seats. Where there's fear, there's no faith. We've got to have um, love casts out fear. 
All right, he is love. Everything he does is love. All right, and finally, patience. Patience. Thank you for being patient, everybody. We're, getting, we're near the end. Hebrews 6, verse 12, imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherited the promises of God. You know, the kingdom of God doesn't grow in one night. The Bible says it grows overnight, <laughs> but it doesn't grow in one night. You know, it, it takes time, yeah? It takes patience. And if you're like me, then that's not a good thing. Because I'm not patient. Okay, I struggle with my patience a little bit, just a little bit. All right, don't ask Trace because she'll probably tell you something different. All right, but I do struggle. uh, You know, I'm not good in traffic jams. I'm not good when I'm sat there. I don't go to Morrison's because they're rubbish. All right, they take ages to serve you. You know, I can't cope with waiting. I don't like queues. All right, who's like that? Yeah, well done, John. Thank you. All right, you know, Alan's out there. Like, you know, we're not very patient people. All right, if you're a bloke, you're not a patient person. You know, generally speaking, we can be very impatient, especially in this world. We like everything now, touch the thing and boom, boom, boom. It all comes. Thank you very much. That'll do. You know, I do everything at quite fast pace. I try to just do everything at a fast pace because I know that time is running out. But you see, God works on a different time scale to what we do. And his, his time scale is, is, is just often, it's a lot longer. And it comes at the last minute. Who knows that the, the disciples, when the disciples were rowing in the boat and the, the storm was coming and Jesus, he was asleep in the boat. I reckon like, they were like close to death. You know? I mean, how long would you leave it before you got up? Like, you're Jesus, you're asleep. You're like, shall I get up now? <laughs> nah, I'll leave it a bit longer. Now? Nah. It's not been long enough yet. <laughs> because, you know, we've got we to have faith, haven't we? Yeah? And if everything just came like, boom, 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 well, that's not faith, is it? Like, faith is patience, isn't it? We've got to wait for God. We've got to be patient. We've got to do things His way. And often His way ends up being at the last minute. But patience also means don't, not bailing out on His plan. It means not going, oh, I've had enough, but it's taking too long. It's not having an Ishmael. It's not being like Abraham. You know, it's sticking through to His plan. It's like seeing it through to the end. It's like doing things His way, no matter what it costs us, even though it's hard, even though it takes longer, we'll do things His way because His way is the faith way, and that's the way we get the real fruit. If we do it in our strength, if we bail out too early, it's in our flesh. So we want to bear fruit, fruit that will remain, and that takes patience. That takes doing things um, His way. It takes waiting upon Him, allowing Him to come through. It means not getting that loan out because you want that car. It means not, um, you know, not mortgaging yourself to the hilt because you, you know you want to do stuff to the house. It means you know, not just buying everything right here, right now. You know, my, my dad, right, Honestly, retailers see him coming. They see him coming. He's walking down the street and he's like, oh, do you know what? I really could do with a new iPad. I'm like, this is my, this is, you want to hear a funny story? This is my dad's iPad. Yeah. He gave it to me. Bless his heart. Um, he said, I don't need it, you know. I've got, I've got an, I, an iMac Pro or 
Air or something. Anyway, he's like, he's, he's Apple's favorite customer. Anyway, so he's got everything. He's got an iPhone 7. He's got an iPad, iMac thing. Yeah, I don't need it. You can have it. Anyway, the other day, his, I, his I Apple Mac thing broke. It broke. I was like, oh no, that's terrible. I said, um, do, you, do you know what you need? He says, what? I says, you need an iPad. <laughs> I says, do you want yours back? He says, yeah. I says, you're not having it. And that, well, I think it's funny. Anyway, the point of what I'm trying to say is he just can't wait. He can't wait, you know, just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll save it for, a, I'll have it another day. Don't need it, you know, I'll get it fixed. Or he just buys, boom, 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 throws the old one out and gets another one. Crazy. Anyway, I'm not sure if that's relevant. Okay, so we need to be patient. We need to stay plugged in to, the, to Jesus. We need to remain and abide. And we need to do it through him. You know, you know the, I want to just read something I wrote here. The Bible says in Zechariah 4, 6, verse, 4, verses 6 to 8, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Being a fruitful tree is more than just believing. It's intentional, it's diligent. He's called you to bear fruit and fruit that will remain. He wants to see a hundredfold increase in your life. But it's not just going to happen. You're going to have to create the right environment. That means coming, being, and coming out of the world and being, and being in, in his word. We're, we're called to be in the world, but not of it. It means giving his word first place in your life. Trusting in his way, even though it costs you everything. Then and only then will we be known as his disciples. It's intentional, it's diligent, but it's not striving. It's by his spirit, says the Lord. God wants you to multiply and be fruitful. He wants the best, he wants you to prosper. I want to prosper. I'm talking, I'm preaching to myself. But unless we apply ourselves, unless we take this seriously, we're not ignorant of the word, but we're, we're doers of the word. We know it. We abide in it. Unless we have the faith and the love and the patience and the hope, then we won't get there, guys. We won't get there. <laughs> but the good news is, if we do, we will. Because we have a part to play. He's provided everything by his grace. But this is our part. Amen. Can I just pray for us? Thank you, Father, that you have provided by grace all that we need to be fruitful and to be prosperous and to be um, just blessed beyond, beyond measure. But Lord, we, we just want to say that uh, we, need, we need your strength as well and your grace to do better and to be the disciples you've called us to be. We want people to look at us and say, wow, oh, they must be, there's, there's something supernatural, amazing about them. Lord, help us, help us in that, help us in our weakness, Lord. Give us the grace and the, the fortitude and the strength to apply ourselves to your word, that we would see your kingdom grow in our lives. And I pray, and I just want to, guys, I just want to pray for this church as well. And Lord, we pray that, that 
um, that, that as a church we will bear much fruit and we will be seen as a fruitful church, Lord, that people will, will marvel at the works that have been done through the church here, that they'll, they'll, they will stand out, Lord, in a world full of, um, of good works, in a world full also of, of hatred, Lord, we'll stand out like a shining light for you, Lord. This church will be like a beacon for your goodness, Lord. There's nothing that can take the place of the love of God. There's nothing that can take the place of all the things that you've done on the cross. And we pray that we would have authentic Christianity, real disciples, real fruitfulness in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, um... Do you copy it back? Please do hang around and talk to people, say hello.